Hi, friend. My name is Amy Joy, and this is the Make Prayer Beautiful podcast. I was again looking at the nativity recently, and it was so striking to me because we lost power for several days. And one of the things <laughs> that I had forgotten when you lose power is that everything becomes very difficult after it gets dark. There is, of course, no light. And if you have a headlamp or a little light, it just doesn't light up everything. Uh, there was one morning I had pulled out a bunch of clothes to go out early and walk and pray. And I came in later and <laughs> realized in the light of day that I had just left my hat on the floor because I couldn't see it, even though it was still right there with the other things in the pile. So anyway, it's just hard. And so in light, <laughs> that was a bad pun. In light of that, I was reading the story of Joseph when he was warned in a dream that he needed to take the child and his mother and leave. And (laughs) it says that he got up while it was still dark. And I was thinking about that because I think I had always kind of read over that or, you know, you're kind of like, oh yeah, sometimes I get up in the middle of the night because I have a flight and I just, you know, get in my car and drive. And I think I really was entering into the reality of what this was like for him. I don't know if you've ever woken up from a truly terrifying nightmare, but the, <laughs> I was thinking about him in that moment of opening his eyes and his heart's pounding and there's that fierce rush, rush of adrenaline. And it's not just like, oh, I hope that goes away. But that sense of like, that is not going away and I have to take action right now. And then that sense of, I mean, we don't know exactly when Joseph had this dream. You know, it says that Herod had inquired of the Magi and that they had said that they had seen the star two years before. So did the star first show up when Jesus was born? Did it show up two years before he was born? We know that he had been baptized in the, or he had been uh, circumcised on the eighth day. And so that's kind of the extent of what we know about the, the timeline, like it was sometime at least eight days after he was born and sometime between eight days and two years. But as far as I know, they were still in Bethlehem. So I would suspect it wasn't super long after the Magi had come. And the, the crazy thing, there's a bunch of crazy things about this. So first of all, when you think about Mary and Joseph, you know that they're super poor because what it said in the the five books of Moses was that when you have the firstborn son that you go and you offer a lamb and if you don't have the money to offer a lamb then you offer the two turtle doves and they had offered the two doves so you know from that they were poor and and then here come the magi bringing gold frankincense and myrrh so it was like at just the right time the Lord had provided the finances that they would need in order to be able to flee and set up an entirely new life in a new country. So there's a beautiful story of provision in the midst of this story. But then you have this moment where Joseph opens his eyes and he has to rouse his postpartum wife, however long before. He has to get up the sleeping baby or, you know, maybe they had just fallen back to sleep after a rough nursing session. Like we just don't know. And so he had to not only get them up, they had to figure out all that they needed to pack up and any, you know, it's like, okay, what kind of food do we need? What are we taking with us? And then they had to flee. And the picture that I had, um, when I homeschool my boys, we use sunlight and there's a beautiful book 
called Seven Daughters and Seven Sons. And it part of the story involves a caravan. And so the main character goes and she um, works for a caravan as they cross the, the Middle East. And one of the things that they say is that the caravans leave before dawn because they don't want to be out in the hot sun uh, or they, you know, they want to get a jump on the hot sun. And so I had this picture of because of Joseph's faithfulness that he was able to go and meet up with the caravan as it was leaving town, potentially, that, or maybe he just like happened to bisect it. But the other thing that's so fascinating is that Bethlehem would not have been a large community. And, you know, I remember hearing a a preacher many years ago say something like, there would maybe have only been born seven babies in that whole community in a year. Like, it's just not, it would not have been a large community. And small towns, like, people know what's in each other's business, right? And so the fact that here's this family from out of town, unmarried mom gives birth to a baby boy, there wasn't any room, then the shepherds come, and they're telling this crazy story about the angels, And then here come these foreign dignitaries. Like, this would have been a family that had some level of notoriety. They were known. (laughs) And so then to think, oh my goodness. And then they had to get up in the middle of the night because otherwise everybody would have known where they went. And, you know, even, even with that, you think, how many people knew or suspected or had some pretty good idea of where they had gone? We don't know. You know, it it's just isn't, it isn't mentioned. But if you're a detective, I mean, it wouldn't be that hard to be like, okay, there was a family here yesterday. They're suddenly not here today. Where could they have gone? And, and yet maybe nobody reported that. Or if they did, the caravan maybe was already too far along. But I think that in reading it, the whole, the whole story was so striking to me of how narrow an escape it was. And yet how perfectly the Lord had orchestrated it. Like, Joseph, if you get up right now, you don't need to fear. I have it all taken care of, but you need to get up right now. (laughs) So Lord Jesus, I am asking that we would have obedient ears to hear your voice. Lord, I'm asking that we would walk with you in faithfulness and truth. I thank you that you are that good of a God, that you do you send us warning. <laughs> you send us signs that we are your children. I give you praise, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Amen.